Welcome, listeners, to the Sequoia Breeze podcast, a breath of fresh air for your homeschool. I am your host, Rebecca Lasavio, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Today, I have Mary Stein with me, and I'm so grateful to her for being a great sport because, listeners, we just recorded a whole (laughs) podcast and I never hit record. It was (laughs) just ended up being a conversation between two friends. So, here we go again. And thank you, Mary, for doing this. Um, I would love to have you introduce yourself a little bit. Um, Well, I'll explain first. Our topic is social emotional learning. Some of you know what that is, and some of you are saying, What? And from here on out, we'll mostly call it SEL because that's its little abbreviation. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your family and why you're qualified to have this conversation. (laughs) I don't know about qualified, but I'm here (laughs) and I'm happy to be here. Um, I am a mama and I'm an HST through Sequoia Grove. I have two amazing kids, a fourth grader and a second grader and an amazing husband that's a teacher like me, but teaches PE to kids with disabilities. I got into social-emotional learning last year when I was going for my master's through National University, and I really had no idea what master's degree I was going for. I thought I wanted to be a principal, and I thought, okay, no, don't love bossing people around or telling them what to do or having really hard conversations, but I love talking about feelings and connecting with people and just building those meaningful relationships. And as soon as I read the description, my husband's like, that one. That's you. <laughs> it's, it's awesome when you find things that just fit. They feel right. And other people can look at it and be like, yeah. That's you. Yeah. It sparked my joy. I was like, right? yep, that's the one. So we are talking about social emotional learning today and why that is such an important thing to include yes. in our homeschool and in our parenting in general. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. So talk a little bit about what social-emotional learning is. Okay, so it's hard to put into words, so I, I kind of gleaned it from the Castle website, which is a great resource, by the way. Later on, we can talk about that one. But it's applying the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to develop healthy identities, and it's also just managing our emotions and achieving personal goals, showing others empathy and care, establishing and also maintaining those relationships So building healthy, connected relationships and making those responsible decisions. And I've been thinking about how it's called social-emotional learning, not social-emotional learned. (laughs) So it doesn't, doesn't, the name itself doesn't lend itself to an end point so much as a process, a lifetime process, perhaps. What do you think about that? Oh, my goodness. Birth to elderly. You need social-emotional learning. It's a never-ending process. We're always developing and growing in our emotions and how we handle them and how we handle them in our relationships. So it's a forever thing. You got that right. So why is it important for kids and people in general to be aware of their emotions? Why is that something worth talking about? So as we know, when we have our morning coffee, we go about our day, we can kind of gauge how we're feeling almost immediately. You're like that saying, getting off on the wrong side Mm -hmm. of the bed, you're kind of like, okay, this is that kind of a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Your emotions play a vital role in your cognitive processes, your physical health, and your relationships. So it really is all encompassing. When your feelings and your emotions are on track, you know where you're at, it it will affect the rest of your day, Mm -hmm. whether that's work or school or play. So how can we start with our TK and K kids? How can we help them 
be more aware of how they're doing that day. Yes. So we were talking earlier when we were (laughs) recording about facial expressions and body language and kind of pulling those emotion charts. You could go to Lakeshore and find a grade of feelings chart that has all those facial expressions and the label underneath. There's Mood Meters by Mark Brackett. He kind of developed these amazing tools where it shows you high and low energy feeling words and negative and positive feeling words, just giving them the actual vocabulary to talk about where they're at before anything else gets started in your day. Just gives you a placeholder. Okay, you're tired today. Good to know. (laughs) Why are you tired? Let's talk about that. And giving them just that vocabulary to be able to label them is really impactful for the rest of your homeschool day. And for listeners that heard my interview with Andrew Poudois a few episodes ago, we talked a lot about vocabulary in that one as well, in that if you don't have a word to describe something, it cannot even be hard for you to know what it is that you're thinking. It's hard to have a thought about something that you don't know exists or that you don't have a word for. So if you don't know what frustrated means... It's hard to identify that I don't feel angry. I'm, f- I'm feeling frustrated or yes. I'm disappointed. Yes. That can be, you know, a little kid not having the word to say they're disappointed. And, and the reality is little kids get disappointed a lot. All the time. <laughs> right. Because they hear the no word, which makes right. everyone feel disappointed. Right. <laughs> but I think I want to encourage listeners um, not to shy away from big words with your little people because they are capable of learning what those things mean. My five-year-old last night told me his sisters were bursting his eardrums, and that's why he was so <laughs> mad at them. <laughs> that word overwhelmed. Right. It's like, this is just too much happening in one time at one mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, when I say negative emotions from anger, mad, we always say mad and glad and sad and happy, but there are so many other things. I'm mournful. I'm feeling mournful this morning. I'm feeling um, elated. Mm. Which is such a, a, such a, it's a fun word to say. I'm feeling joyful, not just happy. I'm feeling peaceful, Mm -hmm. calm, rejuvenated. Oh, can you imagine a a first grader saying rejuvenated? Or anticipating. Anticipate. Oh, I have anticipation. (laughs) Yes. It's so much fun. So what I'm hearing you say is that spending time recognizing, naming, and learning to deal with emotions is a legitimate way to spend time learning in school, that that's a reasonable part of our homeschool day. Absolutely. I would start my day with it and I would end my day with it. Your highs, your lows, your grows and your glows, Mm -hmm. you know, just the things that they, it matters. Your feelings matter. It impacts everything in your day. Mm -hmm. When we're right in our relationships, we're right with the world. Mm -hmm. And when we don't understand where we're coming from, there was this research on adults that just could not put the words to their feelings. And it's sad to think about because, you you know, as adults, we're like, oh, we got it all figured out, of course, which we know we don't. Secrets out. <laughs> um, but to equip our kids now mm-hmm. rather than later mm-hmm. can change the whole trajectory of their lives. And I'm sure there are some parents here that are listening to this thinking, I get this. I've paid attention. I know Absolutely. lots of words for feelings that because we tend to listen and absorb vocabulary that interests us. Yes. But if somebody started talking about engine parts, I would tune out. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't have room in my brain for that. So there there might also be those of you who are listening that maybe that's a little how you feel about the emotional aspect of life. That just 
get on with it. Right? (laughs) Shake the dust off your feet and move forward. But it might be helpful to pay more attention to some of these words and to help your kids have those words because then instead of guessing why are they acting weird, you can get to the root of the problem or have some really helpful and enlightening dinner conversations. Oh, man. Those conversations around the dinner table are unbelievable. We were talking just the other day and my son was saying how this kid in his class is driving him nuts. And I'm like, well, what about him? It's driving you crazy. And um, he said, never mind. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm OK. I, and I he knew where I was getting at. I wanted him to give me real words. And mm-hmm. I said, well, go look at that emotion chart. And he rolled his eyes. But again, it's those grow moments where he can tell me this is really what the root of the problem was. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we surface over things. I'm good. I'm OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right, but mm-hmm. those really don't get to the bottom of where we're mm-hmm. at. Or you can then figure out, so is the problem the kid and we need to address this? Or yes. is the problem your attitude? Right. <laughs> and you need to change how you're seen. Yeah, and have you ever asked that other kid how they're doing, mm. what they're going through? Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that all the time when I'm getting frustrated or irritated by someone you have to take a moment and go, okay, what are they dealing with today mm-hmm. that I can't see on the surface? Mm-hmm. So this might have been about the point when I interrupted you and said, I have to recommend some books. So there are some great books um, that really do help with the I- idea of um, recognizing what's beneath the surface. In fact, one of the books is called Beneath by Corey Dorfeld, and they are picture books and don't think they're only for your four-year-old because they made me cry. <laughs> my, my husband knows I'm a sucker for picture books, and when he saw these, he recognized the importance of the books that this author has written, and um, they're called, there's one called The Rabbit Listened, and all these people are trying to help a sad boy in their own way, but the rabbit listened to what the boy needed himself. Um, Beneath is about what's going on underneath the surface of other people in a really insightful way, and hello, goodbye friend, hello friend, and every goodbye has a hello, and some of them are small goodbyes and small hellos, and some of them are big goodbyes and good hellos, and anyway, they're really worth looking up. They're fascinating books. I love that you brought up books because all homeschool teachers are book lovers, I hope. I I love, love, love books. And there are just some amazing resources out there that are connected to what we're talking about today, social emotional learning. For those seven habits of highly effective kids, Stephen Covey came out with one for kids. He has one for teenagers, which are, they're just great trait character building books and awesome conversation starters. It's called that fancy word bibliotherapy, which is book therapy and a fancy word. Um, uh, Some of the children's picture books, The Invisible Boy by Trudy Lugwig. He's nearly invisible when you see him in the beginning of the book. But by the end, because he's known by others and seen finally by just one other friend, his color comes back. And it just gives you goosebumps. I love those kinds of books. Oh, amazing. Ruby finds a worry. Check it out. The worry is so tiny and then it grows and grows and grows. But again, that's a conversation with your kids saying, why did it get so big? Hmm. It's because she tried to avoid it. Mm -hmm. She tried to distract herself. Mm -hmm. She tried to pretend it wasn't Mm -hmm. there, which as we all know, that never works. Never. Uh, ever. <laughs> How full is your bucket? Recognizing, you know, that other people have feelings too. That empathy piece is huge, you guys. Feeling connected with other people. 
making your life purposeful for others and not always just talking about ourselves and how we're feeling, but sometimes it's really helpful just to focus on others and to try to help them too mm-hmm. realize, oh, you're not just okay. Mm-hmm. And then one other, okay, two others, I lied. <laughs> My Mouth is a Volcano, unbelievable book about sibling rivalry and kind of walking through that strong negative emotion of anger. Mm. And she's ferocious in this book. <laughs> but in the end, she finds her calm. She finds her peace. And just providing these books give kids tools mm-hmm. to know, okay, if I'm at this level, what can I do to get to a lower level of energy mm-hmm. and a more positive state of mind? And then lastly, Enemy Pie by Derek Munson is amazing, and it's just how to turn an enemy into a friend, Hmm. which I think we all deal with that in our adulthood and in our childhood. We Mm -hmm. remember those people that initially we thought, oh, they rubbed me the wrong way. Everything about them drives me crazy. But at the end, there's always something to find that you have in common and to get to know somebody to truly get to know them, you start to love them. Mm-hmm. So listeners, go find books. <laughs> go <laughs> to the library. Yes. Add them to your cart right books. now. <laughs> I, and these kinds of books are never only for small children. No. Just because they have pictures in them doesn't mean they're for small children. And often the little kids can't understand the symbolism that's going on in yeah. the pictures even. So, and I found that if they're really well written, you'll find new things each time you read it that Absolutely. you hadn't noticed before. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. So, let's talk a little bit about how a child's emotional state and academic preparedness is connected. So, there was this giant research when I was going to school about the return rate of investing in social emotional learning. And so, yes, it absolutely goes hand in hand because when our feelings are in check, we know where we are. People know where we are. We're not just in our heads Mm -hmm. by ourselves dealing with something. Our academics, our physiological responses are so much more positive. So there was this 11 to 1 return rate when schools have started to invest in social emotional learning. Kids are doing better. Suspension Mm. rates are lower behavioral issues are minimalized and there's a there's relationships that are being built among students because they are talking about how they're doing and what they're dealing with and there's nothing like having someone else understand you mm-hmm. and to say I'm walking through that too mm-hmm. let's talk about that cuz we we forget that mm-hmm. not one person at one time is only dealing with this one thing and it seems, if you look around at the world, that teens especially are dealing with loneliness on a different level than maybe in the past. And often technology is blamed for that. Right. But ultimately, what technology is creating is a sense of not being known, mm-hmm. I, I would think. And it is, you know, focusing on some of these social emotional issues, um, giving kids vocabulary to hear, helping parents know how to ask good questions. Right would, in theory, I would think, create a much stronger connection. Absolutely. And when we're vulnerable, check out Brene Brown's podcast, The Power of Vulnerability. It brings tears to my eyes every time because there is nothing like feeling connected. We long for being connected and understood. Mm-hmm. And just, and shame is a big thing too. Mm. We're we're afraid. We feel shame to mm-hmm. tell people what's really going on behind the mask. 
But as parents, coming back to that, as a homeschool parent, we have the benefit of having our kids home mm-hmm. and creating an opportunity to be in relationship with them, to model what it's like to love others and to love others really well. And that really is providing opportunities to connect with them. What are you doing? What are you going through? I went through that. Mm-hmm. But then also being able to respond in a way to their negative emotions that invites continued conversation. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh. I mean, when we are the homeschool parent, that if they have negative feelings about school, it can feel really personal. Yes. A personal attack mm-hmm. on your character mm-hmm. and who you are as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because what homeschool parent doesn't feel inadequate? Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pretty much on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, wow, I nailed that, but wow, I flunked that area of our homeschool day. So parents, if you feel inadequate, don't think you're the only one. (laughs) It's me too. (laughs) It's all of us. It really is. It's a big responsibility. It's huge. But we have to then control our own reactions to when our kids express disappointment or frustration or tiredness or whatever to something we've set up for them, right? Absolutely. It feels super personal Mm -hmm. because you think, I created this lesson plan for you. We picked this curriculum out together. This is something we Mm -hmm. do as a family. And when they say, this stinks and you're not doing Mm -hmm. what I think you should be doing and you're not up to par, it feels like you're being evaluated Mm -hmm. and it's super hurtful. But, you know, there's, that's that pause thing. I was reading a blog about a homeschool mama and she physically wrote a pa- like a pause symbol on her wrist. And she said in her blog, I'm definitely getting this tattooed someday. And I thought, <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll go that far. But she said, I, I will touch my wrist and I push this button. Let's say it's even invisible. You know, I even tried this the other day. Just take a moment to pause. In today's culture, we're so ready to respond quickly, accurately, as fast as possible to sound intelligible and I don't know, beyond wisdom. But if we just take a moment, because we know we're not ready to respond in a healthy, mm-hmm. conductive way, just can really mm-hmm. de-escalate something that might have gone to an explosive level. Mm-hmm. Walking away is okay too, but telling them what you're doing. There's mm-hmm. nothing more negative to somebody when you're like, hey, I was talking and the other person's walking away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey. I matter too. Mm -hmm. But just taking a moment to yourself, breathing. Let's just take a deep breath right now. (sighs) Having that time to reflect on how much you Mm -hmm. love your child before you want to get back at them Mm -hmm. because they're being so mean and nasty can change everything. And it can change the way they see you and the Mm -hmm. way they see your relationship, adult to child and young adult to adult. And I think sometimes kids have a hard time remembering that what they say and do affects their parents' yes. emotions. Like you're just a, you're just you, you know, you're yeah. just an adult. You're fine. You know, right? <laughs> right? They so. don't realize that we have the capability of being. They can hurt us. Yes. That's yeah. That's a big, probably a big more than anybody else. I yeah. mean, on top of our spouses, you think our kids. It's mm-hmm. so personal because we, in the homeschool realm, we put everything in anything to our children because we desperately Mm -hmm. love them Mm -hmm. and what was best for them. So let's go back a little bit and work our way through the stages, you know, kind of starting with those, those TK and Kers and um, moving up through the stages. 
because essentially what we're talking about is character building and how can we help our kids between managing themselves but also being aware of those around them build a solid character through those stages. Oh man, character building and social emotional learning go hand in hand. Something that I've been using as a tool to kind of teach me to help my kids is um, there's this great SEL curriculum that's free out there. It's harmonysel.org. And you can go on there and you could actually glean and take whatever you want, but it has actual lessons for you to walk through with your kids. Because not all of us have these amazing ideas in our head. And so like most good homeschool mamas, we go out there and we glean what we can and we take and make it to fit Mm -hmm. our family unit. So just making it intentional, Mm -hmm. finding these resources, these books, these ideas that fit our kids and our family to get them. It's really about Mm -hmm. the vocabulary and Mm -hmm. that relationship with them. It's brass tacks. It's not really a magical equation. It's it's sitting down and connecting with our kids before we jump into everything else. And what were those five things that the Castle Five that you were telling us about that can? Yes. So that's the self awareness, mm-hmm. self management, responsible decision making, relationship skills, and social awareness. And what those look like for a five-year-old and what they look like for a 14-year-old are very different. <laughs> so different. Yeah. Yes. So I've used that tool online, the, the Harmony website, because it actually is completely divided by age appropriateness, grade level. Glean and take what you can because, you know, not everything is perfect. Like no curriculum ever meets everything we mm-hmm. ever wanted. Mm-hmm. But it has great starting points for you. Um, there's one that's called the Human Bingo And you walk around and you ask different family members questions about them. And it kind of takes us outside of ourselves and Mm -hmm. puts us in other people's shoes and understanding like, oh, that's what you enjoy more. Mm. Okay. Even simple things. Do you prefer ice cream over cake? Mm -hmm. Getting to know each other in a silly, fun way, Mm -hmm. but just getting to talk about it too. Mm -hmm. It can really get you started in your day. (laughs) Ice cream. Every time. I, every t- I'm like, 100%. Why are we even talking about this? Um, I also want to touch on, um, I think some of us are can be a little skeptical when we start talking about social-emotional learning because there's a fear that it's just all talk and we're focusing on the emotions. And by golly, we've got life to live, so let's get out there. So we're not talking about we're just going to sit around and talk about life. And if you're too sad, then we don't have to do school today. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> we're talking about taking a temperature, being aware so that we can do life. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. We're trying to set up for success so we can have yeah. a great school day. But mm-hmm. you're right. We can't spend the entire day or even be distracted when something's hard. Mm-hmm. Because we know as mm-hmm. adults, you have to fight that you have to fight through those tough spots. You have to mm-hmm. have that grit, that perseverance, that mm-hmm. knowing that at the end, I will get through this. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And teaching them that growth mindset of tough things are tough, mm-hmm. but we can get through this. And the difference between, I'm sorry your braces hurt. I know it's distracting. <laughs> I'll make you a smoothie for lunch, but you still need to get your math done. Absolutely. And our favorite dog died yesterday, and we need to take a day and do something to process that as a family or a loved one has died or our community is going through something awful. There are moments when those breaks need to happen. And 
you know, as parents, hopefully we have the wisdom to interpret the difference. And and sometimes those breaks don't need to last forever because getting back into routine can be yes. and a, a welcome distraction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we know life's full of those hills and valleys, those dry seasons mm-hmm. and those really great seasons of, wow, we accomplished so much today. Mm-hmm. And then there's those days where you don't get a ton done. But you still need to get something done, of course. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It just depends on the gravity of the situation. If it's a really heavy one, mm-hmm. allow yourself, give yourself permission to feel with your kids. Grab that book and just mm-hmm. lay down together and connect mm-hmm. and build that meaningful time with one another. And we were talking earlier about um, how sometimes <laughs> which subjects we do can be affected. You know, how you go through your day. So Maybe if it's a really sad day, we're going to do art and music because those are things that match our emotions better. You know, that piece of our brain can handle. We were also talking about that, you know, maybe we do science, but then we give our brain a break by hitting the music. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we know consistency is key with kids. Mm-hmm. They love to know what's coming at mm-hmm. them. They Surprises aren't always the best. Mm-hmm. We love surprises even as adults, but sometimes it's not welcomed and we're like, no, I'm not ready to switch to that right yeah. now. Yeah. I want to do what we always do. Mm-hmm. But yes, giving yourself the ability to switch it up, mm-hmm. starting with art. Mm-hmm. You can do so much with art and it doesn't even need to be necessarily emotion related. Mm-hmm. You can be studying Monet, Monet, but having a great time just being in quiet mm-hmm. peace with one another and then moving to math. And then mm-hmm. maybe I love the idea of going back to music and dance. Mm-hmm. I love the resources we have in homeschooling. It's boundless. It's endless. We have an opportunity to really make schooling tailored mm-hmm. to fit our kids as identities. And the ever-neglected homeschool subject of P.E. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned P.E. This is what my husband talks about constantly. He's like, Mary, yes, emotions matter. But what about the physiological Mm -hmm. effect of exercise? Mm -hmm. Again, I mean, we've had some hard hits in our family where we've dealt with family deaths Mm -hmm. and and animal deaths Mm -hmm. and divorces in our our close relationships breaking and crumbling. Mm -hmm. And... um, So my husband would tell me, when we're in those really low valleys, PE can be the way to get us back on track, to get us back Mm -hmm. into a space of feeling calm Mm -hmm. and peace because the storms they rage, we Mm -hmm. know that everybody has them and it's pretty consistent. You're either going into a storm, you're in the middle of one, or you're coming out of one. Wherever you're at, that physical fitness piece, PE is so neglected in homeschool, but it is pivotal mm. to keep our kids in a, in a healthy mindset mm-hmm. for their day. I have one kid that every once in a while I'll tell him, go run a mile, and he'll complain and fuss, and, but he comes <laughs> back so happy. I'm so yeah. glad you made me do that, Mom. I feel so much yes. better. Can I do it again tomorrow? <laughs> it's that endorphin just, high, right? Yes, You're just right? like, I accomplished this. And we definitely don't do this very often, but last fall we drew a great big four-square thing out in our street yes. and got a bouncy ball and they to have mom come out and play with them they just loved they would do it for recess their friends would come over after school and they play like it's you know but those the break from the pressure to perform the break from you know sometimes that can lead to its own sibling fights but often oh. they're not as bad when they're outside running around and so it can just shift gears you know absolutely <laughs> and often we say like go outside and play but then they're not getting to learn 
that social piece too, with mm-hmm. you helping them, kind of a little hand-holding mm-hmm. even in high school. Mm-hmm. They still need just that model of yeah. how to interact with others in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And even just interacting in a family unit. Right. I see my kids fighting and, you know, I intervene and we we pause and we go, hey, so that was super offensive. You mm-hmm. hit your sister in the face with the ball. <laughs> so what do we need to say? Because they don't have those tools immediately. I've I've have a teenager in my life, and when I talk to her about certain things, I I'm shocked at what she will say and do to her parents. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, do you think that affects them too? Do you think that's something they wanted to hear you say? Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you were them? And often we forget to think about that. Mm-hmm. How would I feel if I were that person? Mm-hmm. So yes, that physical activity, getting out there with your kids, turn your phones off, mm-hmm. pay. Make that eye connection. Oh, there's nothing like taking a moment and just looking into each other's eyes mm-hmm. and just saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what we're here for. That's why we do what we do. My grandpa, before he passed, would often tell us he had all these little tidbits about life. And one of them was to grab a small child's face and look them in the eye and say, you are an unmitigated delight. Oh. He said, "You won't. Un- they won't understand your words, but they'll understand your meaning. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's such a neat, there's just so much wisdom in that, that, you know, whether we use those words or not, like 100%, I'm looking at you, kid, and I like you. Oh, <laughs> I like you and I so. love you. I love that. And yeah. you're right. It's not always words. Mm-hmm. They are watching us. Mm-hmm. Our actions speak so loudly mm-hmm. as we model to them what, what an adult mm-hmm. looks like. And sometimes we mess up. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a great opportunity to say, I'm imperfect like mm-hmm. you and I'm still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And parents, if nobody ever told you you were an unmitigated delight, you have the chance to turn around and fix that mistake with your kids. You don't have to. You can recognize that in yourself and deal with that, but turn around and change that. Break that chain and change that with your own kids. Yes. Change that family tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have so much respect for chain breakers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Me too. Who change how their family is from how they grew up. Yes. So much respect. Because we all have dysfunction. Mm-hmm. We all are imperfect. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't mean we need to repeat history. Mm-hmm. Because it sometimes isn't worthy of re- being repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes parents need to find a way to fill their own buckets. Yes. And <laughs> you parents, know? you're a delight. Yeah. And you're amazing. <laughs> and you've got what it takes. I have, mm-hmm. if I can look into your eyes today, I would tell you, you have what it takes. Mm-hmm. You are equipped to do this. You were born to do this. Those are your kiddos. They were given to you and you have a purpose. And they might not know that, mm-hmm. but we know that. Mm-hmm. And a bad day doesn't mean a bad job. That's right. Because sometimes those things are out of your control. Oh, when I worked in the classroom, I would walk away some days crying and thinking, oh, you failed as a teacher and educator and you're not good enough for this. Mm. But the next day, you know, you come back to that drawing table and you say, yeah. OK, I've had a moment to reflect mm-hmm. and this is what I'm going to do different today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best days we have are when I maybe get up just a few minutes early. Yes spend a little time thinking and praying and I can even anticipate, I know the kids are probably going to fuss about this or fight about this, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm ready for that calm response. And unfortunately, it's not yet <laughs> mastered, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> I wish that were every day and it's not, but it's, it's like, okay, 
we may or may not succeed in air quotes at school today, but I think maybe we can succeed with each other. Yes. And having that butter journal, like Mm. you said, taking a moment and writing down just a few things that you're grateful for. Mm. As Mm. simple as I'm grateful for toast. You know, it just, it doesn't need to be anything fancy, but it gets you in that mindset of thankfulness, gratefulness, mm-hmm. selflessness, and just gets you in a mindset of great attitude mm-hmm. for your day and teach your kids that. Yeah. And, you know, if w- people started out with bad attitudes, but were able to recover, that's huge. something, you know? That's, Resiliency is yeah. huge. So I, actually, I'm glad you said that word because that was something I really did want to talk to you about. I think that um, is a really important word. And not a word we always use a, a lot, but part of and because I, I also wanted to go back. We're not we're not talking about just taking emotional temperatures every morning and then wallowing in that, but we're you know being able to do hard things despite how we might be feeling or what circumstances might be. So talk a little bit about the definition of resilience, if you can, and why that's a goal. Mm. Picking ourselves up when we're kicked down time and time again. I always go back to literature. I, mm-hmm. It's the stories we've seen. It's the movies we watch. What we put in comes out. Mm. So being very, again, that word intentional, I say it a lot because it really does matter. We're teaching our kids how to push through tough things, difficult situations, and we're modeling it too. But talking about what those things might be, math's really hard. But can we stop doing math? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Writing is the worst, but we can't stop writing. And the reason is because, you know, if you don't do writing, you won't be able to do reading. And if you Mm -hmm. can't do reading, you can't do math. And they need to know why it's important Mm -hmm. to have that resilience set mindset and to know that hard things come and go for Mm -hmm. every single one of us. We're not perfect. We're not born equipped with all the same tools. And it could be really frustrating even as an adult when you look at somebody and go, why is that so easy for them, Mm -hmm. but so difficult for me? I think COVID brought resilience to the surface. Like who's resilient and who isn't? Or in what ways are we as a culture resilient and what ways are we not? Because toilet paper kind of pushed us over the edge. For, well, I was like, <laughs> you know, you said COVID and my eye twitched. <laughs> but if we can't, like, s- deal with the inconvenience of toilet paper is a little hard to find right now. Right. <laughs> right. As simple as that. <laughs> right. There are bigger things in life that we do need to be able to deal with. And I, I do also know from my overseas living that sometimes the bigger things we will put up with. And it's the little things like toilet paper that, that really push us over push the push edge. Push us over the edge. And yes. it's kind of this weird balance of like we use all of our resources for the big stuff. So then the little <laughs> stuff can get to us. But there is still something to be said for being able to take a deep breath and reevaluate a situation and move on even if we've been knocked down or right. been set back or yes. and but that's a complicated it's so complicated i haven't mastered it i have to step back and try to get a different look on it a different mm-hmm. perspective looking myself in the mirror sometimes and going is this that big of a deal mm-hmm. and almost saying that in front of my kids mm-hmm. saying it out loud mm-hmm. modeling that inner thinking is mm-hmm. huge just telling them i think about that too mm-hmm. sometimes i wonder Mm-hmm. This is bothering me and I, I have to work through it. I have a hard day at work and I'm not afraid to tell my kids today's hard for me mm-hmm. because of this. And I think too, 
we resilience is a long is the is the long game. So yes. when we're trying to help our five year old deal with the disappointment of sorry, your Amazon shipment didn't come today. <laughs> you know, we all hate that. Though. <laughs> I, know. I know you were looking forward to that new thing today, but it didn't show up. It's it's yeah. just a one day wait. You know, it's not. So we aren't just dealing with a bad attitude in the moment. We are equipping this child to deal with a much bigger disappointment. Yes. As an adult. In the long run. Yeah. Keeping the littles little and the bigs big mm. and mm-hmm. trying to get them to measure those things mm-hmm. too, saying, okay, do you think that's really as big as it is? Is mm-hmm. this that important that it's ruining, you know, your day? Right. Yeah. My dad always used to say, don't sweat the small stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little on the dramatic side, so I was never a big fan of that. <laughs> right. Or like take a bite, one bite of the elephant at a time. And I used to hate that saying, but really going back to school and thinking about all the paperwork I have to do, all the essays, mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed and mortified by not remembering how to even write an essay mm-hmm. as a parent. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, what's APA format? What's MLA <laughs> format? I'm so lost. But remembering to put it into perspective, I I still have to do this daily. Mm-hmm. Your bigs are bigs, your smalls are smalls, one bite of the elephant at a time. And this is the same thing in our homeschool day, mm-hmm. one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to take that mindset break and just go, okay, we'll come back to this, guys. This was really hard. I'm proud of us for getting to mm-hmm. this stage mm-hmm. in our science project. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to it, though. So would you agree that all of these little conversations that are had throughout the day, day to day, would hopefully build a family culture that's capable of hard conversations when our kids are bigger? Absolutely. These starting out from, and it's never too late. Mm -hmm. I should say that too. If you have a high schooler and you're like, oh, we are not capable of having a small conversation, let alone a meaningful one. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to model that, to be humble Mm -hmm. in front of them to ask forgiveness for, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm, I haven't been a genuine, sincere listener. And I really want to practice that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just using, again, that, those books that we love, literature, getting mm-hmm. those conversations started. If it's not organic right away, that's okay. It will become organic mm-hmm. as your family changes into one that is willing to have those hard conversations, those awkward conversations and answering those questions that we might not want to answer. But also to remember pausing that we don't have to answer right away if we don't know. I don't know, I think is a scary thing for us to say, but we should all be okay to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Let well, me figure that out. And I don't know, and I'm sorry, and being vulnerable and all of those things feel like weakness. Yes. But when it comes to relationships with our kids, they're actually... Strength. Building strength. Absolutely. Aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else? I mean, we could, obviously, you got your master's in the subject. There's lots to talk about. It's <laughs> unending. And it's a never-ending process. Right? <laughs> but is there any? are there any last things that you would like to make sure parents go away with? Continue talking. Never mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Model those relationships. If you have... You know, those friendships around you, be okay to talk to your friend in front of them so they can Mm -hmm. see that interaction Mm -hmm. and just love yourself too. Mm -hmm. Self-care is huge. And, you know, it's going for that walk and Mm -hmm. getting a new perspective because what you're doing is so hard. Homeschooling is not for the faint at heart. It's exhausting. It's grueling, but it is worth it. 
and you have what it takes. So just continue to do what you do because you're doing it well as much as you feel like you're failing. And just thank you so much for allowing me to talk about this. Thank you so much, Mary, for being here. It's really been a delightful conversation twice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being willing to flex with that. And (laughs) so graceful. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sequoia Breeze today, listeners. I've been your host, Rebecca Lasavio. I would love to hear how you practice social emotional learning at your house. Send me an email at podcasts at sequoiagrove.org.